You are now listening to the second episode of Season 1 of Life's Wonders. As you may be aware by the title, this is an interview with Rebecca Black. And before you commit yourself to listening, please head over to Spotify and search Rebecca Black, or click on the link in this article, or within the description of this episode, to listen to a new single, Anywhere, which she does talk about in this episode. I was really excited about talking with Rebecca, as she is someone I have followed since 2011, when she rose to fame with Friday. Now I would sing it, but I don't want to get a copyright strike and it's best to leave the vocals to the professionals. Rebecca doesn't need an introduction, as I'm sure you know her music already, but if you don't, well, you've come to the right place. Again, please, please, please give her latest single a listen. It's beautiful and definitely should be charting the billboards. On a final note, excuse the nasaliness from myself. I had a cold during this interview. that keep us in the numb rage next to me the comment section crept up where the front page is meant to be I wake up on a sunday like come play with my enemies life was full of wonders in our young days i guess it seems the broadest brush strokes block the sun rays from getting free i need to be uncrazed Rebecca, I actually want to start off our conversation by throwing us both back to our school days. From research and my understanding, uh, you were bullied in school. You're also one of the greatest examples of someone who once suffered isolation, yet continued a journey in order to achieve your goals and ultimately your vision. For those listening, what exactly drove you to pour everything into your now career? I think for me it was when I started it was a very unexpected start for me. Like I, when I was 13 and, you know, Friday video happened, I wasn't in the mindset at any point there saying, this is going to be the start of my career. I'm ready to go. But I did know what my passion was. I did know where I wanted to go. I just didn't expect it to be right then. Um, And once all of that did happen and now I was kind of, you know, put in this position where people identify me with this song and and with this person that I didn't even know what that was because what 13 year old does know who she is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think what drove me, if you put it like that, to where I am now was just, okay, this is a different route that I expected it to go, but I do know what I love. And I just had to trust myself and it was not like a straight shot path or anything like that. It was a very tricky winding of, can I do this? I don't know. So much insecurity also comes with obviously having such a darkly criticized song so young. So it it was a mix of things, but I think first and foremost, and even still to this day when I'm having a hard day or, you know, when I'm feeling down on myself or whatever it is, the one thing that I know can motivate me to keep pushing through whatever big or small thing is happening is is to just think of myself as a 13 year old who loved theater who loved music who still loves all of those things and just just kind of do it for her i know that sounds a little cheesy but no (laughs) (laughs) i mean even now you obviously receive criticism which i can only assume you have the resilience to ignore but on that note at what point 
do you say enough is enough and change the way you handle negativity? It's definitely never, I, I hear so many people talk about this because everybody like from YouTubers to musicians to any person who's dealing, I mean, anyone, it doesn't matter what your presence is online now. Everyone goes through it in some way. And I see a lot of people say things like, I don't read or, you know, I, I, I choose to ignore it and it doesn't bother me or, you know what, whatever. I think it is changing a little bit now with people being a bit more honest. But I, I, I think for a long time, I did try to ignore and I tried to just say, this doesn't bother me. I'm fine. That's to me what I thought strength was. You know, yeah. to just kind of prove to myself that I was fine and that those were just, you know, comments online, nothing more. But really what what helped me in so many ways was to just be honest when I would read them with how it actually made me feel. And at first it was like I would read comments and I just feel numb. Like I would just not think about it. I, I could just read them forever and not yeah. feel anything. But the issue was that all of a sudden now, even when someone was praising me or actually actually complimenting me on something I was doing, let's say someone who had become a fan over however many years, I was ignoring them too. Yeah. And that's no good for anyone. So I just try to, if I notice like, hey, <laughs> that's something that should upset you. And it's gotten a lot easier, you know, over the last couple of years of like trying to be more honest and be okay with being vulnerable. It helps in so many ways. I don't know if I'm answering your question, but no, yeah, definitely. Are, yeah. Yeah. I guess it was a couple years ago where you just realized like, God, I am, I have to be a real person in order to live my life and, and be able to relate to people. And this, that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm making music that's relating hopefully to someone. I have to, you have to be a real person to do that. So. Yeah, absolutely. I try so, not to ignore it, I guess. If, if, that yeah, kind of stay true to yourself in, in that respect. Then. Yeah, and in a deeper way than just like staying true to yourself, but like really actually feeling what you're feeling and letting yourself. I think so much of us put so much importance on being strong, which, hey, that's an amazing thing. But to be strong, I think the most strong people in the world are some of the most vulnerable. And that's something that not a lot of people really talk about. I think, yeah, like you say, a lot of the people who, you know, say that they're strong and act like they're stronger, they're the ones that maybe are suppressing the, the the feeling exactly like you say and yeah better to feel it than not to exactly and so many people you know this is i just learned this from my own experience it's like you can shove only so much under the rug but at some point you're gonna have to move the rug and lift it up and see what's underneath so absolutely on that kind of note then you, you've mentioned in one of your vlogs when you visited the uk actually that in los angeles it can feel lonely for anyone thinking about moving to or just arrived in LA to pursue their career and talents. Do you have a survival guide, any sort of like tips and tricks to survive the fast-paced culture? LA can be for sure lonely. And I know that, I mean, you can be lonely anywhere for sure. I think what makes LA this kind of weird place that everyone talks about, and don't get me wrong, I love it here and this yeah. is my home, but it's such a place that people come to for career, right? There's so much opportunity here. There's so much, but you really have to work for it yourself. No one really is going to, I once heard someone say, no one's going to want your career as much as you do. And so it, it's really easy while everyone's kind of on their own singular paths to be like, well, where's the real... <laughs> Yeah. where are my friends where is the connection and I've gone through periods of my time out here where I've had no friends and I've just had me and my cat and you know it, it just isn't easy I think a tip is definitely going home every once in a while if you have the opportunity to hopefully you have the opportunity to go home wherever that is you know for me that's Orange County Anaheim for some of my friends it's 
Pittsburgh, Philly, wherever, all over the place. It's the UK. I, I just think it's it's sticking through and, and trying to be kind to yourself as well as having a bit of that home base. I think it really helps to have just time because LA, it does become home, but it takes a second to find your your bearings. And I think that's why so many people, and I know I've been that person too, that's like, oh God, LA is the worst because it, it is hard to find your people. There's, I mean, I've never been in a city where I've met more different kinds of people and more extreme different kinds of people than you'll meet here. And I think it just helps to have like a little bit of normalcy. But at the same time, like I also think, you know, just continue trying to get it's hard. It's really, really hard. But getting yourself out to meet as many people as you can, you will find your my friends call it a chosen family, you know, so yeah, I mean, your music has changed dramatically over the years, especially in the last couple of years as well. Going from Patrice Wilson produced music to releasing your own. Explain to me the transition. How did you break free from Rebecca Black that we saw back in 2011 to the vibrant number one worthy musician that you are today? Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. It's true. <laughs> I, um, you know, I don't know if there was anything to really break free from, like mm-hmm. as myself in 2011, kind of like what I was talking about a little bit earlier. It was more so what I needed to do was to learn how to really express myself for who I was. And, and I needed to learn what I stood for and what I believed in. And I guess it's growing up. I think kind of coming out and I not knowing what such a big thing Friday would be, I had no idea that that was even something I needed to do. Mm. You know, not all 13 year olds are thinking of like quite how to change the world. Yeah. (laughs) Just trying to get through middle school. (laughs) And so I, I think the reason everything's changed so much is just because I've been growing up. And of course, my entire understanding of music and how to have this career and what I what I am who I am what I like it's completely changed just like for anybody else it's kind of like a positive rebrand transition if I'm hitting the right mark there you've kind of rebranded yourself in a very positive way it's such a weird thing because I do understand what you mean by rebranding but for me it was such kind of like I guess my initial brand it was such an accidental brand but at the same time who I was was just me at 13 which I guess was a completely different brand than what I am now but (laughs) it wasn't necessarily a strategic choice that Mm -hmm. makes sense it was just me saying you know I I I just learning what I would be about as a 21 year old and I'm sure I'll look back at myself in another eight years and be like oh god (laughs) what was I doing (laughs) (laughs) okay so I'm going to be I suppose a little bit Shane Dawson esque here, um, <laughs> like how he would say "spill the tea." You know, let me throw back slightly, and I wasn't actually planning to ask this question when I started to do some research, but I found on your Instagram TV that you shared a video from a venue that you sung at in July 2018, and you titled it "Singing Friday My Way." seven years later. What I want to know is, was that title intended to throw some sort of shade? Because you sort of say, my way. I suppose it could be perceived. It probably isn't. (laughs) Oh, gosh. No, not at all. Um, I... (laughs) Honestly... I see so much stuff all over the place. Listen, I'm a bit, Shane is one of my favorite people in the world. And I'm so lucky to even have just like met him. And I love him. And all across the internet, I do see this 
thing about, obviously, you know, I don't live under a rock throwing shade, people trying to do whatever it is. And I just, I am not about that. And I mean, with that, with that video, all it was, was just me doing it in a different way and um, doing it in a way that I would like to do it now. But no, it was never shade or trying to make someone see that. I just, I see so much of that online already. And I think so much of it is so necessary. Uh, so, oh my God, no, so unnecessary is what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't misquote me on that. No, I won't, but, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> but it's, I just, I see so much of it. And I understand the appeal of the drama of it but yeah i i wish there was a little bit less of that you know yeah so now forgive me when i pronounce this because i could insult you and you could end the interview (laughs) so re stroke bl was released (laughs) in 2000 now don't correct me yet because i want to finish my question then you can tell me how to pronounce it and if i'm right (laughs) it was released in 2017 it was featuring six tracks that all represent you very well. Uh, I purposely haven't researched the album title, as you can tell, because I can't even pronounce it, but it stands for Rebecca Black and Rebel, translating to Rebecca Black the Rebel. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, I like that. Um, it is, it's just Rebel is the name, and okay. it, don't worry, I had a feeling and I knew that, you know, with a name like that, there would be some different interpretations, which is super cool. Yeah. But for me, it's just rebel and being that it was my first ever release as a like a project not just a song i thought so much about what i would do for a title and what it would be and i wanted it to be as perfect as it could be and make the most sense and all that and after so many different months of just like trying to think of things and coming up with a bunch of lists I was actually on um, I don't think I've ever told this story I was on my YouTube reading comments as you do and Mm -hmm. um, I saw this one fan say something uh, they called themselves a rebel but like r-e-b-e-l-l-e like a rebel yeah. And I was like, wow, that is so cool. And it really resonated with me. And it was just something that I kept thinking about. And I was like, there's something so interesting about that word. And there were so many conversations that, you know, like kind of brainstorming sessions I'd have with management and just trying to like toss ideas back and forth and make sure that it was as strong as it could be. And then it hit me. Yeah. <laughs> this idea of like RE slash BL. And I just felt like it was so right. And it defined where I was at that point in time of my life personally, and also coming out with this music, which is different because I know we've talked about rebranding in this interview. And there was, of course, something I knew that coming out with anything, someone's going to look at it as some sort of a new uh, a new thing. Or uh, I heard so many people, you know, say things like come back and stuff like that. Yeah. And it just felt like, okay, I can take this word and it feels representative and also with it I could take this word and slightly redefine it in a way that makes even more sense to me because I I didn't want people to come out and see this as like a rebel like I'm here to stir some stuff up you know um to spill some tea as you would say (laughs) (laughs) no it was it was something of like, you can stand up for yourself, you can push through whatever you're going through, and you can do it in a way that's with kindness and not with so much aggression, which I see everywhere now. Obviously, in my country, I see it so yeah. much over the world. So it was just something that I hoped people would read. And of course, I love a play on words. And yeah, so of course, it's, it has to do with Rebecca Black and also just Rebel. I mean, 
I kind of guessed that's how it would be, would just be Rebel. However, like I said, I didn't want to do any research into it purely on that basis because I wanted to ask the question as authentically as I could. <laughs> I love the idea of Rebecca Black, the Rebel, though. Yeah, I thought it just it sort of it came across that way when I looked at it. And as I was listening to it, and I just kind of got that vibe. So yeah, you're in the upcoming American Reject that is described as a singing hopeful on Americans' hottest singing competition is catapulted into the depressing afterlife of a reality television fame. You play Bethany, who you've openly mentioned on your own social media. Are you able to tell us about that? I don't know how much I'm able to share because... Okay, don't get yourself into trouble then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. No. But I will say I am so excited for this film to come out. I went and shot down in New Orleans in the summer, which was the most amazing experience. I'm actually going back soon to shoot some more for it, which is very exciting. And yeah, I, you know, it, it was so funny because I did this show called The Four last year over here in America, which is a singing competition. And then I shot this right after. So it gave me a bit of a, without spilling, you know, what goes on it, it gave me a bit of and I, you know, a perspective going into it. A bit more <laughs> of an insight, this, a bit, yeah. Yeah, of how this stuff goes. And it helped me, definitely helped me build a character and help me, you know, understand. And I will say Bethany is is like me, but also not like me in a lot of ways. So okay. it was really fun to, to do that. Yeah. But you'll see it. I was going to say, will, will it hit our screens anytime soon? Hopefully, hopefully. I yeah. mean, we're still shooting some more, but hopefully, yes. And alongside American Reject, you played Joy in Bad Impulse, which, from what I understand, is due to release this year. Are uh, you able to give us an insight into that? Completely different movie from American Reject, which yeah. I have... I've been acting even before I started singing, so it was really so much fun to be able to shoot some really cool films. Um, again, with Bad Impulse, I'm not sure how much I can say, but it's much darker uh, an American reject in certain ways and a uh, completely different character. So mm -hmm. yeah, it was just, it was just really fun to shoot that. And um, Michelle Danner, who's who directed the film is an incredible acting coach and to be able to work with her was awesome. I wish I could say more. <laughs> I know. I wish you could, but then <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't want you getting uh, cut out of the film or anything on the basis of an interview. <laughs> that would be sad. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it would. And I would probably owe you a lot of money. So, <laughs> uh, so new music so soon, but listen to this while you wait with a link to your rebel album is what shows on your Twitter bio. Let's talk about your upcoming music. Will it be, a single or will it be a full album right now there's you know i i put out rebel um about a year and a half ago and i spent so much time so i mean that thing was in the works for a couple years of writing and putting things together and, and reworking certain songs and i love albums i love full projects and, and things like that but i i don't want to make any promises because <laughs> I may change my mind. But yeah. right now, I, I really want to get stuff out. And for me, that's with certain songs. And what I love about the music industry now and with Spotify and the way things are released is that you can kind of do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really exciting. So whether it be I see people releasing, you know, one song, maybe it's two songs at a time in a two song EP or or whatever it is. Some people are doing 20 song albums. And I'm like, you go. But I, I think just expect much more music this year the goal is is things that are so much more timely and when something feels good put it out yeah you know 
Absolutely. And will you continue with the style you set in Rebel? I think even just in the last year and a half of writing, and, and for some of those songs, I wrote them even long longer than that. Some of them were written in the beginning of 2016 for Rebel, so or the end of 2015 even. My style has changed even since then. I don't think it's something completely like shocking. I guess you never know until you get the reaction, but... Yeah. Um, my, it's definitely always evolving, even with just what I wrote a few months ago. <laughs> yeah. it, I'm writing stuff that feels different now, you know. So I've got some questions from fans. And again, oh. forgive me, because people like to choose very uh, peculiar uh, Twitter handle names. So I'm going to do my best to pronounce them all. This one is from Ya Boy King DVR. All right. Hey. They are, yeah. <laughs> and they ask, Rebecca, do you play Fortnite? I do not I have never (laughs) it's not that I have anything against it I just my brother was always the big gamer in the family I love a good sims game that's about as far as I go yeah it's it's simple and easy to play yeah I I, I enjoy the sims (laughs) (laughs) this one is from at Kylie Sean what is Mm -hmm. one message you would give to your fans oh wow um oh my gosh there's so much I would say. I would say, first and foremost, thank you so much to everyone for your patience with me and for always, honestly, it's been a, it's been such a strange 21 years that I've had on this planet. But yeah. if, if there's a group of people that has always been there for me time and time again, has never let me down, it is you. It's the people that have been following along and the ones that I tweet and that, we talk on Instagram and and do whatever. Thank you so, so much. And thank you for listening to the music. And I'm really excited for this year because I'm just ready to play with so many different things. And yeah, I could go on forever, but thank you is the biggest thing. (laughs) This one is from at Portuguese Slay. What is the craziest experience since you've been in LA? (laughs) Oh, oh, that's a good question. Could be spilling the tea here craziest thing that's happened to me in LA that's a good oh my god every day is a weird weird day (laughs) I think when I was younger my friends and I you know as you're like kind of like getting into you know meeting people it was kind of like almost like an extension of high school because everyone was so young and living out here and living these crazy lives and doing, you know, YouTube or music or whatever it is. We had some strange encounters. Just you meet some weird people and people that you're like, I really don't know what you do during the day. I only see you at night. What? what? That, that to me has been one of the craziest things. I, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's like these people come alive like at night or you'll see them at someone's house and then you're like, but what? But who are you? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe there's a big vampire population in LA. We just well, don't know. <laughs> yeah, there could be. There could be. This one is from at Tonic the Hedgehog. What's yeah? That's a good handle, actually. What's the best mindset for you whilst writing music? Happy, excited, upset, heartbroken. Where does your inspiration come from? Ooh, you know, I almost actually tweeted this out the other day, and I don't know why I didn't do it, but I guess I'll say it here. Every time I get heartbroken, it's obviously the worst. But at the same time, I am so grateful to have been heartbroken because I think it lets me write the best stuff, which is helpful, you know, being that it's what I do. And I I think every day, it's so funny, like there's this thing with, I know it's not just me, so many like people who write talk about this, 
the day that I go into a studio and I'm like, all right, everyone, let's make the bop of the century. I want to make something dancey and fun. I end up writing the most sad song of my life and vice versa. I can go in being like feeling super, super moody and I end up coming out with, you know, the most (laughs) fun, upbeat song I've ever (laughs) written in my life. So I think it's just trying to trust that is trusting the gut you know of like whatever happens just let it happen don't try to force something this one is from at rebecca black br hi rebecca black brazil (laughs) we want to know about your old songs queen of broken hearts and alive what happened (gasps) to those calling me out (laughs) calling me out (laughs) um I still think about those songs all the time. And actually, I was going through a list of of everything that I've ever written yesterday, funnily enough, because, you know, New Year organization, you got to stay on top of it. Yeah. And uh, I, I have so there's so much in those songs and especially Queen of Broken Hearts. That's a song that has I, I hope, you know, people who, who also know that song know how much that song really means to me. And, and, and same with Alive. There's so many different songs that go into writing. I mean, the amount of finished songs that I know will never see the light of day for whatever reason, and also half-finished songs that I know will never see the end of their, their making, it, it just... It's what happens, especially with Queen of Broken Hearts. I do think about doing something to release it. And if people really want it, you know, maybe I will figure it out mm. and, and get something out there with it because I do really love that song. It, it just happens. Things change and writing changes and style changes and they just didn't feel totally right for Rebel. It doesn't mean that one day they might, you know, or I, it, that they'll, they'll never come out, I guess. So maybe they will. I don't know. <laughs> called me out on those songs (laughs) (laughs) okay so i've got some trivia questions so a little bit more about you which word describes you best refined or mysterious um neither i wish i was refined and mysterious (laughs) (laughs) hey i uh, to be honest i would say that you was more mysterious especially after you just answered uh, rebecca black brazil's question Oh, I mean, I'll take it then. I, th- all right. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, what, 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 what would you call yourself, more refined or mysterious? Do you know what? That's a good question too. <laughs> uh, I, probably mysterious as well. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'll take it. I'll take mysterious. But in a positive way. Mysterious can be a positive thing, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. That's what I'm saying. I wish I was more mysterious, but maybe, <laughs> maybe I am. I think as a as a musician, there's always got to be a little bit of mystery about what you're doing next. Yeah, I suppose yeah. it would it would fit. What is your favorite season and why? Not a TV series. I mean, like spring, summer, winter, autumn. <laughs> um. Well, my birthday's on summer solstice, so I always feel like like I have to say summer, which I do love the summer. I really also love the winter because I love cold. <laughs> I mean, it's winter here in the UK, and yeah. I mean, I can't say I'm enjoying the cold because I've actually got one. But uh, <laughs> if you were to win an Oscar, what genre of film would it be for? Oh, my God. I feel like that's not up to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, if if I, I mean, oh, man, I, I don't know. I would feel weird even answering that. But I, I, if you're asking, like, what kind of film do I enjoy making the most? Yeah, um, let's go with that. Right now, I, oh man, I really enjoyed being a part of of things and not to give so much away. I mean, it it might kind of speak for itself, but working with 
films that also have to do with music because it kind of ties everything together of music and acting and musical theater that I really love. So like a musical. Musical, yeah. What is your favorite food? Hmm. Anything. I'm Anything. such a foodie. Um, maybe I, I would say my favorite food is a brownie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I was, I was going to, th- I thought you would have said some sort of meal or... Like a... I know, but I I know I'm a huge sweet tooth person. Huge, yeah. that's my like weakness. That or honestly, I'm a big spaghetti girl. Love spaghetti. Okay, that could be the name of your next album then, like this the sweet tooth spaghetti, spaghetti girl. girl. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll put it in there. I'll put it on the list. Oh, good. I I want credit. <laughs> What is the biggest regret of 2018, if you have any? Because I know people don't look at regrets sometimes. I don't know if there's one thing that I particularly regret. I think something that I'm always trying to work on, maybe this ties in, maybe I am more mysterious than I think I am. But one thing I'm trying to really work on with myself is learning how to lean on others and reach out for help when I need it. And uh, I I just have a tendency to kind of like, say like, I got to figure this out on myself, which can make things much more difficult for anyone, anywhere, you know, whatever the situation is. So there are moments where I've just kind of, kind of like isolated myself, I think when I didn't need to. So that's my big goal for 2019 is to really work on that and really focus on being able to reach out. But I don't know if that would be a regret. That's the closest thing I could think of. Oh, no, that's, that's fair enough. Are you a superstitious person? (laughs) Hmm. I'm big into zodiac signs, if okay. that means anything. Yeah, it does. And I do always touch a plane before I get on a plane, but that's about as far as I go. Okay, I was going to say, if, if you are, <laughs> uh, <laughs> have you ever had an experience that's made you superstitious? I used to have a big fear of flying, which is not helpful because I, <laughs> I travel all the time yeah. for what I do. So that is like one of the things that has, I mean, I, I'm much better about it now, but that's one of the things that's really actually helped me is touching a plane. I don't know if it does anything at all, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what website do you visit most often? Oh. Google doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, I don't <laughs> think I actually use Google that much. I would say recently, I, I'm a huge, do you know the show RuPaul's Drag Race? Yes, I do. I am a huge Drag Race fan, and that has been all I've been doing in my free time is watching that show. So uh, I, I forget. I think it's VH1 is my <laughs> the <laughs> website it hosts on. That's my most visited. But other than that, like I'm a huge Instagram person. I, yes, I use Instagram on my computer. And yeah, big on. I'm a huge social media person. <laughs> okay, love love to be on it. What's the most outlandish rumor you've heard about yourself? I think it would be very hard to beat the pregnancy at 13 rumor. Yeah, that's pretty... uh, That's a pretty big one. Pretty wild. Yeah. (laughs) Picture this. You are the only human left on Earth. What is the first thing you do? Oh, my gosh. I mean, what kind of Earth are we living in? Is Um, this, like, dystopian, like, post-apocalyptic, or is it, like, as we are? Let's go with as we are. Oh, my gosh wow, what would I do? I'd be so lonely. Um, I think I would walk or get myself either to the forum here in LA or Madison Square Garden in New York, somehow get myself there. And I would get on that stage and I would sing for my life because it's something I've always wanted to do. (laughs) I think that's 
no one could tell me no. So, <laughs> but yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you was to change your name, what would your new name be? I always, I, I do really like my name, but I always also really wanted to be like a Veronica, Veronica. or like a, yeah, I don't know why I really like a V name. I also really like names like Isabella and like Ella and Bella and all those kinds of things. Two more questions. You wake up one day and 10-year-old you is sat at the end of your bed. After the initial scream of shock, 10-year-old you asks, what shouldn't I do? What would your advice be? You shouldn't ever do anything you don't want to do. Okay. I think I think that's it is, is if in your gut, and that doesn't mean like do whatever you want, be crazy, because of course it's important to work with people and follow you know, but I think following your gut and if something does not feel right, trust that. So follow your gut. Yeah. So don't ignore your gut feeling. Do you have anything else that you would like to add? I would just say thank you again to everyone. So thank you, first of all, for having me. Um, no, thank you for joining. And thank you to everyone who's been patient with me on music and for being along for this crazy ride. Um <laughs> But, but seriously, I'm so, I know everyone is saying this, but I am so excited for this new year. And with this music that I'm making, it, I'm really excited for people to hear it. And there's a song called Anyway that'll be out really soon. Okay. We're just trying to work on music video and get, the, get it all tidied up for you. But that'll be out very, very, very soon. And I can't wait for you to hear it. I can't wait for you to hear everything that I've been writing. And yeah. <laughs>